hugging my brothers and say that I love them, but I don't swing that way. The man them celebrate Christmas. Are you stupid? Eh? Which one be eat? Christmas. Jesus Christ. Baba God. Eh, that one. The man them celebrate Christmas. The trap's still running every other day. <laughs> Welcome back. My Bully Podcast. A podcast. Focus on beating the hell out of your negative voice. I'm so thankful, so grateful, so happy, and excited that you're here again for another episode. Honestly, 52 weeks. Are you stupid? Are you dumb? What did they think? Huh? That God wouldn't bring us here? <laughs> I'm excited. I'm so thankful. Honestly, if you've been along for this journey, wherever you join, from day one, from day two, from right now, I'm so appreciative, so thankful to have you listening to this episode. Let's get it. Quick shout out. Miles Holmes O. 108 says, what's good? My boy, my brother, I actually know him. Miles Holmes, what's good? My brother, keep them coming. Love the content. I can't get enough. I look forward to Mondays just to hear the newest episode. He says, yes, sir. Exclamation marks, five stars. Miles, thank you so much, boy, for tuning in, tapping in, and every single one of you. Again, I'll thank you again because 52 is a big 52, a, a big mark. Honestly, all that has listened tuned in, touched in, tapped in, all of them. I'm so thankful, honestly, for what you've been able to feedback and to pour into this podcast as well. Those reviews and just content feedback means the world to me, honestly. So I'm so excited, so thankful for this 52nd episode, this 52nd week. Let's go into this episode before I start rambling. Thank you so much. Let's get into this episode. This week's guest, honestly, guys, I'm so enthusiastic, so happy, so excited. I say excited all the time, but literally I can't come up with better words to describe how I feel about this episode. My dog, my boy, Steven Spurlock Jr. is joining the podcast. Now, Steven Spurlock Jr. is someone in my story that honestly has been one of those people that are so impactful for my life and who I've become. You know, seldom do you meet someone in a short period of time, you connect with everything they do, mindset, spiritually, emotionally, physically. They, they're they on one accord with who you are and everything that you're trying to do. I'm so grateful to introduce Mr. Steven Spurlock. He's a fashion model, coach, and former Division I basketball player. But he's a whole lot more. From his foundation, Destined for Greatness, an organization dedicated to empowering young athletes, to his lifestyle brand, On The Verge, a brand dedicated to individuals on the verge of fulfilling their true purpose. Steven's obviously obsessed with service. He joins the show to speak on the mindset one needs when walking in their purpose. In this episode, Steven walks me through his journey from basketball to modeling and coaching. Hear how Steven's leadership empowers many to stay on the verge. Oh, hold on. They finna see a show, huh? Man. <laughs> nah, I think it's good. I it's usually better? start chopping it up. Yeah, that's better. Okay, better. Usually start chopping it up, but since we're in a predicament here and <laughs> we've been taking long enough, I'm so grateful, honestly, to start this episode. I usually start with, you know, this grandiose, like, thank you so much. Thank but for me to have you on this podcast, bro, honestly, is is long overdue one, but yeah. I'm so grateful, bro. And the reason why is because I always look to this one moment when we're in Elevate Prep 
And when you go to a prep school and you play basketball all your life and you get to your last year of high school and you have no offers, <laughs> the next step is a prep school. The next step is post-grad year. Right. So we go to this post-grad year and the idea is, you know, grind, bigger stage, better audience, more schools, more right. looks. Right. And there was a point kind of during the season where we look up, we've grinded blood, sweat, and tears for this. Go all the way from Texas to Florida to a different state. And we still have no offers. And the reason why I'm so appreciative to you, bro, honestly, is because the moment you said, no, make a highlight tape. In my head, it didn't click. Like, I'm grinding. I'm working. I'm not the type of guy to go off what I'm doing. I'm like, the work is going to show. Yeah. I don't have to do no gimmicky shit. Like the work yeah. is going to show for you to say, nah, try it different. Do it different. Mm -hmm. The day I remember sitting there with you in your room, I'm, I'm, I finally put together a highlight tape, send it out to different colleges. Boom. I'm getting hit from all different colleges yeah. over the country. And then I go to Texas tech. I think bro, for you to do that, bro, that was so instrumental in where I went, who I became, who I am now. And for that, bro, I'm honestly so appreciative. You might look at it as like, nigga, I just made a suggestion. <laughs> but, bro, I think God uses people, bro. No, definitely. One. I agree. <laughs> and God uses people that listen. Like, yeah. he has to use people. And the person has to be listening exactly. for him to do that. And exactly. even subconsciously, you probably didn't even know, like, I should. You just a caring person and just like, oh, make a highlight tape. Yeah. And I, I went on to do that. I, I don't take anything for granted. So for this rant to start this episode, my boy, <laughs> Steven Spurlock, thank you for joining the show, bro. Nah, man. Ah, <laughs> nah, for real, bro. Thank you. Thank for you sure, so much. For sure, bro. And I appreciate you having me, bro. I'm, I'm real thankful for this opportunity. And man, that, that was crazy. Cause I did, I, I gave you the idea. And for me, just like you said, just giving the idea, I didn't even think about it, bro, but it was like a, what the next day or a few days later, you're like, bro, this coach just called me. This coach just emailed me back. This coach just called me. I'm like, damn. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, bro, not even a week or two later, we had hella coaches coming in. Yes. The gym. Before that, it was no coaches. And if it was, it was something that was like nearby that we already knew. But outside of that, it was like, that's when coaches started rolling in. And it was like, bro, we had to do that on our own. Bro, <laughs> I usually start with some context. Uh, let the listener hear. I don't care about any of that because yeah. I want to stick here and land here. Yeah. Bro, it was actually a struggle. Like Man. I remember getting offers from lower level schools mm -hmm. and I'm like, and we're like, that's not why we came here. We wanted right. to go to a different level. And kind of the management, the leadership was like, well, take the school. You should go exactly. there. Like you're not good enough. Like, exactly. Yeah. They kind of had this fixed mindset. Yeah, and man. the whole reason that we went there is because we wanted more for ourselves. Exactly. And I look at that moment, bro, and say, there's nothing I can't do because when somebody tells you, I can't, you can't do something. Mm -hmm. You go to this school. This is who you are. I always have a point of reference because of you, bro. That's why I'm so thankful. I have that point of reference to say, I don't care what anybody says. Right. I can look to that. And there's a lot of people in their lives. They still have those point of references, right. but it's on them to see it like that, to view it like that. And to right. look at those times in their lives where they did something that they, other people didn't think that was possible. And for you to do that for me, that was that moment again. So nah, thank you. And just saying that though, where does that come from? Because a lot of people in that position, 
as the same player, mm-hmm. you grinded, you wanted the same thing I did, a scholarship, a yeah. school, a big, we going, like a lot of yeah. athletes see that as competition. Oh, you exactly. got that school shit. I got this school. You got this. Where does that giving that, you know, willingness to give game, where does that come from? Bro, I feel like that came from uh, just growing up. I've uh, seen my mom do it, you know, as a, you know, she was always caring, always giving, would help, uh, you know, always whenever holidays rolled around for the church, it was like a little angel tree she used to pull angels from and just always give. So I feel like that character trait just rolled over to me. And for people that I cared about that was in my circle, it was like I was always giving, no matter what it was. Like, and I feel like if I can have it, why can't you have it? Right. You know? So um, I'm just always open to give, bro. And yeah, and I, and I know, you know, there's what's for you is for you, what's not is not. So it's like, shit, if I give my brother this game and he go prosper with it, you know, blessings to him. Yeah. I'm still supporting, like, bro, even, like, during my college career, like, seeing you on TV, that was big, like, to be like, yeah, that's my brother. They're like, you know him? Like, bro, that's my brother. Like, we grinded out prep school, all this, and they wouldn't believe it. And then I showed them, like, right. pictures and stuff. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I'm like, yeah, bro. Like, so for you to even put on and do what you did, like, without people even knowing the story, all I could say was, like, that's my brother. And, I, like, you, I ain't got to tell them that. I ain't even got to tell them that story. It's just the fact that, look at my brother shining. Right. Just from me thinking back, like, bro, we was yeah, like in that. Florida like in, that. A, in a room, like, and it was just a thought, like, hey, let's make highlight tapes, let's send them out to all the co- all the schools that you're interested in. So it was like, bro, it, just that giving character trait that I got from my mom, honestly. I, and I, yeah. I want to lean on to that because I told that story because I always kind of reference Steven Spurlock, Steven Spurlock on this podcast for that moment, but leaning into that and your mom kind of being the giver pushing you your formative years mm-hmm. that kid that was born in Omaha moved yeah. to Cedar Hill that kid what were kind of the factors the traits you know you talked about your mom a little bit but the environment the more of your family aspect that molded you into who you are what was that in those early stages if you can take me back to that kid what was he like man it was it's crazy because um like I moved from Omaha, Nebraska, probably when I was like around nine or 10 and we was just escaping. Like we was just getting away and she had family out here in Texas. So, um, came out here to Texas, just like starting a new life. But when we moved out here, we first moved to Arlington. Then we moved like to Dallas a couple of times. Like I was moving a lot. So I never really held on to many people, but like just having that foundation with my mom, I knew that we always was going to be good regardless. Like wherever I went, we're going to be good. So my mom was really like the only person that I really had by my side for a long time. Well, it was her not for 10 years. I was the only child. And then eventually she had got back with my dad and she had my two younger brothers, but um, their relationship tended not to work out even having, having my brother. So it was like me being the oldest, 10 years apart, I had to step into that role of while he's not here, I have to be the father figure, you know? So it was like um, just being more like, like accountable and then responsible. So, cause I like, I got younger brothers looking up to me. But so, what was that like, though, at an early age? You know, you talked about moving around and you mentioned escaping from Nebraska. Yeah. One, what were you escaping from? Um, Honestly, just the hardships between my parents. Yeah. So, like, just the hardships that they were going through, my mom wanted to escape. So, like, for me, I'm just a kid. I'm just going along with it. Like, I'm just going with the flow. So, uh, yeah, man, we packed up her, my aunt and I, we just left, you know? looking for a new life. And she was already doing hair. So I, she was already an entrepreneur. So I'm seeing that at that age, like entrepreneurship, um, her grinding it out, like 
she had me at 19. So she grinding out at 19, had me. She didn't, you know, finish the, she was going to school for nursing. She didn't finish it at that time. She eventually went back to finish it, but it was like, during that time, she still was just doing her thing as an entrepreneur, which was doing hair. And, you know, she moved out here and she eventually gained the status of a celebrity hairstylist. So it was like, bro, just seeing her work hard mm-hmm. and just seeing her always be giving and just the foundation that she la- uh, laid for my brothers and I, like, um, you get a, it, it's just a, a, it's a different sense of nature coming from a woman, right. you know, especially taking care of three boys. So, yeah. Yeah, bro, it was like you, you gain those character traits, but then also for me growing into manhood, it was like, okay, I still got to show them some type of like. But where like, did you learn that? Because it's bro, different just, when it comes from a just woman. seeking it. Like I've always been hung, like hungry for knowledge. So also it was like, all right, seeking, all right, how do I need to develop into this person always? And then obviously she, she uh, poured like certain things into me, like how to be a gentleman, you know, holding doors. Like there's little things that she put into me that molded me. And it also gave me that mindset to like, step into that role as, you know, whenever my dad's not there, being that father figure, being that, now nah, I don't want to really say mentor role model, but just somewhere that, someone that they can look up to when it can be in a positive light, you know? Bro, listening to you, one, that's powerful. I mean, at that age, I'm, I'm figuring stuff out mm. doing the wrong things <laughs> in all the different things. I was, you know, from age, eight to 18, I was out without my pops mm. and I'm, was curious kid finding myself in different things. And for you to take, you know, the ownership of the household, being the man, like figuring stuff out on your own one, that's noble. But on the other hand, that's challenging. And there's so much pressure behind. And when you felt that pressure in those days, in those times, what were those moments like? Because on one hand, you're still growing. Yeah, you're exactly. becoming Steven yeah. Spurlock. <laughs> on the other hand, you got to like be the man for the, right. your family and your brothers. How were those real moments? Man, it was, um, it was honestly like, man, it, it's, it's honestly hard to explain. Cause even just like, as far as experience, like, you know, your parents tell you do this, do that. Like for me, it was like go to school, um, get a get a scholarship, you know, have good grades, you know, always have good character. Um, so it was like in that way, in that manner, like throughout school, I had to take care of all that stuff just because like for my brothers, it was like, this is how you're supposed to be. Yeah. So like, you know, they take care of their grades, you know, rather whatever, uh, whatever they decide to do with their life, they just always give it they all. And it's like, you know, I was the, pretty much the the experimenter like for them to watch and see how right. things go as far as like you know I got one is a senior right now and then one is a freshman into high school so one is an athlete and the other one he's into the arts so it's like both of them it's funny because it seems like both of them are like me but separate mm-hmm. so it's like uh, but the things that I did up until this point now it was kind of like the the uh, like I was the one taking the route, taking the roadmap. And then my experiences, I'm able to give to them for right. them to learn from. So, bro, it's, it's always just been like a leadership, bro, honestly. Just, you know, I was put out there into the light and either you're going to lead or yeah. you're not. So I, I really didn't have a choice. Yeah. Because I got two younger ones coming up. So it's like, I got to, you know, I got to do what's right because I know they're watching. If you can, I guess, take me to an exact moment, pinpoint, <laughs> you know, you can connect the dots between where you were, who you were then, back then, and where you are now, that first dot that connects them all, that trait that impacted who you are now. Take me to a moment 
And why was that moment so pivotal and formative into who you became? Hmm. Okay. So I can say, so graduating high school was a big thing. Um, you know, as, as far as the aspect of, you know, my parents, you know, how they wanted to, you know, they obviously want to advertise you to where like my son graduated and going to college. Yeah. So uh, also going to college, that was big for me. But I feel like the pivotal point was when I was in college, bro. Uh, my junior year, my junior and my senior year, but I feel like my junior year was the most pivotal because it was like um, I had just transferred from a, a HBCU Division One to a D2. And then um, I was studying IT. So IT, bro, it takes a lot of time. Yeah. Like you have to put a lot of time in there in order for you to do your work, your assignment, like your projects, all that. It takes a lot of time. But it was like I was doing that, playing ball, and then still trying to manage like a, a, a student life, you know? So like, like enjoying myself, having the freedom of a, you know, of an actual college student. So, um, and you know, basketball and school, that's like working two jobs already. Facts. So then, <laughs> trying to balance like having a light, like an actual life. Like, bro, it was a lot of pressure. Like, and I, I remember calling my mom one day and I'm like, I can't do this no more. Like, I can't do it. Like crying on the phone. Like, I can't do it. And she's like, what, like, what's going on? I was like, like school work is hard. And, uh, mind you, the school I transferred to was a private Catholic. So they grade and scale level was completely different than just the HBCU. So, um, Wait, what did, what did that moment feel like? Because you, you spoke on the pressure when you call your mom and being so, you know, you had to do it all for your family mm-hmm. to this point. You switched schools. You went from a Maryland Eastern Shore to mm-hmm. a Mercyhurst. Now you're in IT. Now you're taking on these different things. Now you're in fashion. Now you're you're exploring all these things and the pressure's building, building, mm-hmm. building. And then you go back to that little kid that you were before. It's almost like you're you had to grow up fast and yeah. it hits you all in a moment yeah, where definitely. you're at <laughs> and you call her and you like, this is too much. Like, take me to that moment. What were the emotions? How did it feel? Bro, like I feel, it just felt like a lot of weight bearing down on me. You know, I, I want to say we had practice. Did we have practice? I don't know if I came from class or it was practice, but, and, and if I did come from class, I feel like um, I had got a bad grade on, on like a, a test for IT. So bro, I was just going through it. Cause it's like, like this classwork is hard basketball is hard. Like it was just a lot of pressure. And I'm like, I just want to come home, you know, cause I feel like that was a safety. Like I just want to come home. And she's just, you know, knowing her, the caring person that she is and the motivator that she is. She was like, look, so like, I understand everything that you're saying. She, she put it in perspective. She said, if you come home, what are you going to do? And I was like, man, I don't know. I'm going to figure it out. But the whole time I still had a business mindset, but it wasn't really like, set in stone then it was just like you know i want to do something within business eventually um but she was like what are you going to do when you come home like think of the think about that put into that into aspect and then she was like you're on scholarship she was like get that free degree she's like thug it out get that free degree like you got it trust me and she was like you got to think about this as well what you're going through these experiences are not only for you it's mm. also for somebody else down the line she's like it could be your brothers your cousins Man. Anybody. So right. you'll be able to tell your story one day and it's going to help those people. Yeah. So, bro, I just grinded it out. And I mean, look where I'm at today. Graduated uh, uh, with an IT degree. Um, you know, uh, my grades were good. I, I don't know how good my GPA was. It don't even matter. But it was just like, you know, I did that. And although at that time, in that point, I thought I couldn't do it no more. 
I still did it. You know, right. I still overcame whatever it was at that time. And I proceeded and I graduated. You know, to this point, that's that's big and that's a hit on your legacy, which we can talk on a little bit at length later. But to this point, we've talked about like kind of the macro of, yeah. you know, everything you were able to do. But we haven't really pinpoint the different interests that you had. Mm-hmm. So rewinding okay. to the everything that you are. One, you're a model now, mm-hmm. but you were a basketball player before. Yeah. At ages eight to nine, uh, I remember listening to something where your mom takes you to a casting call at Mm -hmm. an early age and it ends up being a paid, like you have to pay for it. It's bread. Like, so we were like, eh, let me, let me do something else. Exactly. And you ended up picking a basketball. Mm -hmm. How was that journey between being a curious kid, knowing that you had an eye for modeling, knowing that you had an eye for this creative life, but taking a different route? How did that feel making that switch? I'm, uh, bro, and and that's the thing because I was very creative as a kid. Like I used to draw too. I used to like I did a lot of creative stuff, and uh, I've always been hands on. Used to build stuff, but um, I felt like once high school hit, it was like you know being a student athlete. Like this is what your focus was on, Facts. and then also it was like all right, I know that this is something that's going also helped me get a scholarship to go get free school because that's what, you know, I was pushing, you know, I'm, that's what I was doing it for, to get free school because my mom's like, I'm not paying for school. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> and then also, um, what also changed the narrative too was going into my freshman year, like, I had an attitude in sports. So like, you know, my freshman year, she was like, you need to change your attitude or nobody going to recruit you. So attitude, like, how? Like, Let's say I got fouled in the game. When it comes next time down, <laughs> next time yeah. down, you're going to feel me. <laughs> so, like, before high school, like, it was bad, bro. And even just, like, you know, just attitude, like, just even just on the court, like, talking crazy, just being just real. But why, though? What? It sounds like you had the... I feel like it was a lot of anger built up, too, though. So from that, where? Just from the things I dealt with in life. So, basketball was a release. So, it was like... I get to show my, like, my release however I want on the basketball court because this is how I'm expressing myself. So if I'm talking stuff to a player, like if I'm, you know, we going at it or if I get fouled, you foul me hard, okay. You want to, bet I'm going to foul you hard too. You're going to feel me harder though. Like, so it was just, I don't know, but I just had a lot of anger built up and then I just had that shift whenever she told me to change my attitude or I wouldn't get recruited. And then, um, and then once I had that shift, bro, I just kind of, from there, like, my focus was, okay, I got to get a scholarship. Uh, I got to change my attitude on the court. Like, I still had it, but it wasn't as – it was more controlled, I should say. And then – um, but, yeah, as I went to high school, my focus shifted to sports because, like, this is what I'm going to college for, you know. So it was like my creative ways were kind of put to the side. Mm-hmm. So my focus was just sports. And then, um, you know, I went to school, still basketball. And then um, one thing I say is everything comes back full circle because – I was, somebody connected me with, uh, with my manager now, Willie Johnson. And then, um, you know, he knew I was playing basketball or whatever. So he's like, you know, when you come back from school, then you know, let, let me know what you want to really? do. Really? Yeah. In high school? Yeah. No, this, this was in college. Okay. This is in college. Okay. Like, he was talking to me. He, I connected with him in college, but through high school, my focus was just sports. I wasn't really doing much creative stuff. Yeah. You know, it was just sports. But once I got to college, 
Um, you know, as that was like my senior year when I got connected with him. And then I like that summer I was working, doing some fashion shows and stuff like that. So I kind of got reintroduced to the modeling industry and, you know, he was giving me game on the industry. And that's when I found out, like, it was good that we didn't take that opportunity back then because you're not supposed to pay. If an agency wants you, you don't pay. Really? Yeah. So they was trying to get you. Yeah. They was trying to get me. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, hell so I'm no. glad that it didn't happen that way. And I, and it turned out to turn out how I did because it's like now it's like no I didn't have them I don't have to pay for anything my know? thing is I think what you just said there is key because a lot of players and a lot of people listening they have talents mm. multiple talents and unfortunately when you're faced with basketball it's almost like you have to grind for this one thing and no, put facts. everything else to the side and it's powerful that you're so talented to be able to pick it back up again, because, you know, a lot of times, even for me, to be honest, I I think I have a creative eye. Like, I love yeah. creatives. I have a bunch of creatives, models, different people on this podcast. And and one of the things why I'm drawing to you to have that eye, but for you to still hold both and yeah. weigh them out and still be great in both is powerful. I think that is that's crazy that you still have that. But there's one thing that you did kind of mention there mm-hmm. you didn't really mention the basketball piece if, if I was going to say it. like when you had to put down modeling mm-hmm. and you picked up basketball to go after basketball just to get to college was the mindset ever I'm going to become a pro because a lot of times all of us is like we want an NBA league yeah, was the mindset ever pro or was it just college and then what was the next steps kind of in your head the mindset was pro um, but I felt like I lost confidence in a professional career through what I dealt with in college. Um, and even before college, uh, I felt like, um, like you said, we, you know, we always had dreams to go to these big schools and he was like, you know, you can actually do it. And like, I got hurt my senior year. So, and that I was a late bloomer. So like my junior and senior years was the years where I was really starting to get noticed. And then, uh, I got, I really got hurt both years, both ankle sprains, different ankles. Right. Uh, my this senior, is your senior year of, yeah. of high school. Uh, yeah. Cause your yeah. senior year of high school, you were the MVP, yeah. offensive MVP. Y'all won district. Yeah. So I don't know if you were a late, like you had it. <laughs> no, you had it. I, uh, I actually, um, what happened was I actually, I got hurt like the last game of the season, my senior year versus our rival. Um, it was like 20, 20 something seconds left in the game, 30 seconds left in the game. And, you know, usually when, you know, the game is one, usually sub out your best players. My coach left me in and, um, we ended up getting this rebound off the free throw or whatever. Um, and one of the players on my team, he got it. He just launched it down court. And this was somebody that was off the bench. I, I didn't get taken out for some reason. I don't know. It was a dead ball. Um, but I went up to just go grab it and come down with it. And somebody off their team undercut me. Mm. So I ended up getting hurt. And, uh, I tried to recover back and we had ended up playing Kimball our first game in the playoffs, bro. And for me, I feel like if I was, if I wasn't injured, bro, we would have had a better shot of winning. Yeah. But I was hurt and I tried yeah. to play through it and bro, it, it wasn't no good. But, um, I still had schools that wanted to see me that summer play, but that, that injury really held me back and I didn't really do much therapy for it. 
um, as much as I should have. But yeah, that injury really held me back. And then. And that's where you said you lost confidence. No, well, not partially. But then whenever we went to, we went to prep school. Yeah. So it was like, we was grinding out there, bro. Still had looks like, still had Buffalo recruit me. Still had a couple of men majors recruit me that were looking at me, but it was like there, bro. We didn't really. We didn't yeah. really get seen. Like right. Buffalo was at our first tournament in Connecticut. Right. We what? We was together for two weeks. We didn't as teammates. We didn't know each other. We didn't really have a system. So like, yeah, they liked me as a player, but as far as seeing me as a player in a system and like they didn't see none of that. So the recruitment kind of like they could they continue to recruit me, but it was like I didn't really get much from the prep school experience, you know. So it was like after, after that, it was like okay. Then I went to HBCU Division One. I, I was excited about the opportunity, but stepping into that role, you know, telling this is what you're gonna be coming in from your um, from your visiting stuff. And it's like when you get totally there, things different. change. Things change, bro. You know, I'm supposed to come in, play a guard, do this and that, and I don't, I'm, I don't mind. I'm a hoop. So wherever you gonna put me, I'm a hoop. But uh, s- summer uh, summer started. They put me down there. They was like, yeah, you're going to go down there with the bigs. You're not going to work with the guards. So it was kind of like, you know, that's cool, but bro. That's was, not why I came yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. So it was like, okay, they already lost confidence in me. So, you know, I still try to build with the coach, still try to connect with them, but I feel like they had other, they had a different, they already had a different agenda, right. you know? And then... Um, so that knob, you know, that confidence knob from prep school, bad experience, then you you finally get the scholarship mm-hmm. and then a bad experience there. Then yep. you tra- transfer. Transfer to Division Two, And, bro, <laughs> this is all I'm going to say about ex- that experience. It was cool, bro. I met some great people, amazing people. But um, literally, after my first year there, which was my junior year, sat in the coach's office, bro, at the end of the year, you know, you had the player meetings. And he literally told me, like, if, you know, if any recruit was to come in here and see you guys play, go up and down, you know, they would love you. You know, they would recruit you. They'll probably pick you over everybody in here. But he was like, just for me and for what I'm trying to do with my program, you're not a fit. So he he basically was telling me, don't come near my senior year. But I'm just like, you what? Know, he basically told me I wasn't going to play my senior year. So my senior year, I just went in there like, it is what it is. If I play, I play. If I don't, I don't. I'm finished the school stuff out. And my senior year, bro, I was grinding out. Like hours in the library, like I was still doing the ball thing, but it wasn't my focus because it's like I already know he gonna blackball me. Yeah. You know? So it was just like it was oh what it was. God. It was what it was from there. So you work your whole entire life. Yeah. You put down your first love. You go to a cast and call, oh, that costs bread. Then you pick yeah. up this ball for the chance of free school, free school. But you know, after that, you know, a career, a life, like yeah. you, you, you built another life, like you took another way. What was the cost in that? Like, if you were to rewind, would you pick the modeling career first over that? And I, before you say this, before you answer, I like everybody when they when they answer this question, they're like, it's who I am. Like, that made me who I am now. Everything happened for a reason. Bullshit. If you were to switch or change anything, because I think God would have made you Steven Spurlock either yeah, way. Right. If you were to do anything different, would you? Um, to be honest with you, I feel like what I would have done different, I feel like I didn't have enough information then, like as I do now for the modeling industry. So I feel like, you know, it happened how it happened for a reason. And I met the people that I met for a reason. But as far as sporting wise, I feel like if anything, I probably would have stuck with baseball. Honestly. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You play baseball in high school. Yeah. I probably would stuck with baseball. 
this guy got all these different talents. I, I I think it's perfect and and it's and it's beautiful. And I want to I'll put a period there and kind of move on to on the verge. Mm-hmm. You know, to this point, you're this kid and this person that has a lot of light and brings a lot of interest to the table, and you're so focused. And you have this business mindset. You might mention your mom being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So you have like to push forward through any obstacle, through any challenge. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to do what I got to do. When you're faced with on your shirt and on your pants on the verge, what is the image for you that pops in right when you hear that phrase on the verge in your head? On the verge, the image that pop in my head is like, to be honest with you, someone like, Running, like someone running, like you on a mission, someone on a mission running. You don't know where they're going. You don't know what they're doing. It's just like when you drive by somebody like running on the street, you don't know where they're going. You don't know how long they're running. But in their head, they got a certain mileage or a certain goal that they try to reach. So for me, that's what our image is, just being like on the go, but having that mission in mind that this is what I'm working towards. Steven, you've moved from. Honestly, modeling to basketball to modeling. You've been on the verge. Exactly. When? Yeah. Where's the <laughs> pinnacle? Like, when do you stop running? Like, you don't, man. You why? Don't. It's a, because at, at the end of the day, bro, it's um, like life is a journey. And um, throughout this journey, you have these experiences. And, you know, one thing I learned through life is just you have to keep going. Whether things are going good, whether things are going bad, like you have to keep going and keep a positive mindset. So that's what I've always just done is uh, just keep going. Like it's it's always going to be a better day because I have had bad days. Everyone's had bad days, but you all you you have also had good days after that. So it's always going to be better. So as long as I'm working to just better myself and be better in everything that I'm doing, then I'm just going to just keep going up. And I, I don't think there's a ceiling. You know, at the end of the day, I feel like whenever I pass over. It's like, you know, okay, whatever I did, it's here. So if I leave my if I leave my legacy here, like it's gonna be forever now. Like, dang, this is what he did, this is what he had to do to get there. Like he didn't stop. I feel like that's what you can't you can't stop. He didn't stop. I I love that. Um and I want to add on to that, like even with basketball, bro, I haven't stopped. I've been coaching, uh training here and there, um, pushing my little brother to, you know, do what he's passionate about and what he's pursuing as far as basketball. So I haven't stopped. I just translating my passion into something different. Like instead of me playing, like, and I still play from time to time, but it's just, it's more like I want to give back. Like how can I help the younger ones? Come yeah. And, and to, and to that point, destined for greatness, kind of the legacy play, yep. your foundation, you're doing so much with that, with a team, a foundation, a nonprofit, everything yeah. that you're building is all the legacy, the yeah. giving back from that kid that you were, from who your mom made you. Yeah. Talk about that. Like, why is that so important to you for for destined for greatness and everything that you're doing? Because um, one thing, one reason why destined for greatness is very important to me because, uh, like you said, it's the foundation, and then um, it, it exemplifies like. Like you're destined for greatness. Like I just said a minute ago, on the verge, you keep going, like you keep, there's no pinnacle. I'm destined for greatness wherever I'm going, whatever I'm doing. And so as far as it goes, like what we do with the foundation is, although like basketball is the center point, it's bigger than basketball because basketball was the vehicle that led me to do whatever I did. Right. It led you to do whatever you do. And other people that I know, know it, it really led them to where they do travel a lot of places, meet a lot of people, and uh, it opens a lot of doors that you may have never thought would open. Um, so one thing I'm 
we teach the boys is like, it's bigger than basketball. Like, yeah, y'all playing basketball now, but eventually the basketball going to start bouncing. You're going to have to continue on in life. So what are you going to do outside of that? You have to be a good person. You got to be responsible. You got to be accountable. You have to be like, like you have to take these, these traits that you get from this game, you know, your connections, the traveling, um, how it, it, it builds you and molds you into a person that uh, can work in a team environment, person that works hard, a person that can achieve a goal, that can uh, have a mission in mind and <clears throat> not only do it on a collaborative level, but also you have to work on yourself individually as well. So just giving them that understanding and, you know, giving them games. So whenever they get older, they can look back and be like, dang, like it was bigger than basketball. Like they might not understand it now, but they'll see it eventually. Like it was bigger than basketball. Basketball led me to do all this. Yeah. You know, and it's like, even just for us, you know, coming up, playing AAU, it was like, you know, those, those guys had an impact on us. Those coaches that we dealt with, you know, Facts. traveling, all the people we met. Yeah. So it's just like the same thing. Good and bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good and bad. Exactly. So and to that point, like when you're on the court, you're talking about you as a as a kid and you were frustrated. You yeah. brought that anger. When you have a kid that's like yeah. little Smurlock. Yeah. How are you coaching them now? Like, Bro, what do you I can, do? I, I relate like in a different aspect because like I've been there before. So my best thing to do is, you know, try to keep them as calm as possible. Or like, let me, let me get a sub for him so he can come out, cool down a little bit. And I talk to him, you know, uh, give him the best knowledge I can as far as like what he, you know, what he need to work on whenever he's out there. And then um, just, you know, just give him the best advice period for him to be, go out there and be better as a player whenever he step out there. Um, so like, I'm, I'm a very calm coach. Like whenever I'm, whenever I'm outraged, like when I'm outraged, then they know like, all right, coach, man, but I'm very calm as a coach. And I, I connect to my players on a different level. And I try to like meet them to where they at and have an understanding for them and where they're at. Cause I, like, even for me as a player, I feel like every coach couldn't really connect to me cause they didn't really try to get to yeah. know me or like, you know, they just, it's, it was like a revolving door. Like, yes. yeah, you coming through, but it's going to be another kid that yes, comes through. But bro. for me, it's different, bro. I, I connect with my players. We have a relationship. I play one-on-one with them and stuff. Like, it's, I just try to be, I don't try to be like their best friend, but like a big brother. So it's like, I try to have that type of relationship and just, you know, just better them in any way possible, bro. I, I love that. I want to get to your alter ego, though. <laughs> the model. Uh, forgive me for S. What is it? SJ3R? S3JR. S3JR. Kind of when you switch from that charge (laughs) mentality, going, grinding, getting it, that that basketball player turned model, turned coach, turned philanthropist, turned (laughs) everything, turned man of the year. (laughs) And you turn it off to a model, creative. You got to be able to have that mindset, that Mm -hmm. eye to switch things up, play different roles. It's two totally different things yeah. and you have to approach it different because when yeah. you're doing something creative, you need space to think Facts. of new things and idea, vision. How the hell can you do that? Like, how hard is that switch to turn that off? Bro, it's it's tough. Um, it's tough, but I feel like what makes it easy for me is the environment. Like, whenever I know, I'm, when I know I'm about to walk in the gym and I'm in a position to lead and coach boys, I'm already in that mindset. Like, this is what I'm going here to do. So just like, I know I got a photo shoot. Okay, bet. I know I got to have my bag ready. I know I got to have my shoes ready. This is like, these are just essentials that I may have to bring to the photo shoot. I know I'm coming in here, so I got to be camera ready. Face got to be cut, like lined up, hair done, however they want it. And then it's like, as a coach, bro, I just go in there. It don't matter if my hair lined up or we grinding. What's up? This is just how we doing it. But whenever I go in model mode, actor mode, it's like, all right, I got to be presentable. Like, it's different. But what are the... Kind of the steps on the daily. When you get up, 
to be a coach, your process, your day to day. And when you get up to model and to act your process, your day to day, are they similar? Like, what do you do Um, for each role that you play? No, they're, they're different. I mean, they're similar as far as like just the simplicity, like the simple stuff, like brushing my teeth, shower stuff. Like that's it. That's the simple part. Walk me through a day in the life of alter ego SJ (laughs) three R. Um, okay, so let's say I know I got a booking or I got a, I got a shoot that I got to be at. Okay, so I wake up. Um, uh, first off, I try to make sure I get as much rest as possible the night before so I ain't got like bags under my eyes. Um, I wake up, I hydrate, um, I drink some tea, stay hydrated. You know, I got my lemon water. What's up, so King? Stay hydrated with that. <laughs> and then, um, uh, if I got a, if there, if it is mandatory for me to take a bag, like if I got to have white t-shirts, different color t-shirts, jeans, whatever, I make sure I got all that laid out, already steamed and everything, uh, put it in my bag. And then, uh, I make sure I got my shoes. If I got to bring the shoes, cause some, some of them provide it for you. So if they say that they provide it, then I ain't got to worry about it. But it, if I have to bring it, I make sure my shoe bag, right. I got my shoes that I need. And then after I do all that, um, usually I try to wait either the night before or the day of to shave my face. Cause I have my own face up. So. I go in there, turn on some tunes, just get in my mode, line my face up, yeah. make sure my hair and stuff right. It's like you preparing for yeah. game day, like <laughs> use it a different way. So, How do you show that grit, that same pissed off anger on the court? How do you show that in modeling? Do you showcase that? I in feel it? like um, I feel like it's just the 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 energy that I give off. Like when the camera cut on, like sometimes you got music playing in the background. So I might turn on something that I can vibe to it. Really like, you know, get in my mode, like picture ready, like in uh mode. And so it, it just depends. Like if they got music playing or bro, once the camera's up, I'm ready. Like, it could be a phone camera. Like, I'm ready. What's up? <laughs> I think for you, bro, the the phrase alter ego and kind of creating this SJ3R, that's that's huge because you are kind of like a a private, like, kind of to yourself, like, focused guy. Yeah. But when you're a model, you got to show out. Yeah, like, exactly. you got to post. You got to repost. Yeah. You got to put all that stuff out. Even for me, like, when I see your post, I'm just like, damn, this nigga getting it. Like, <laughs> but I'm reposting. I'm just like, wait, is this Spurlock? Is this real? Like, how is that? <laughs> Having to play these different things mentally. Like, you have to switch this off. This switch is on. Like, how do you reset and reconnect with you, actually? Bro, honestly. Outside all these different hats that you wear. How are reset? and connect with me is usually like um really like taking time out to be in nature so i'll go for walks like uh, i just go outside and walk on my bike so i'll ride my bike for miles turn some music on and just go um i'll also you know i'll be in the gym if i get in the gym sign a steam room i love doing that um reading um Brother, and sometimes just just taking the time out just to relax, just to kind of like just take a break away from everything. You know? Yeah. Um. So it just depends. Like I just really listen to my body, and then listen to you know what whatever my body tell me. Like, then do I got the energy to do this today? And if I don't, then I try to do something I know I'm have enough energy to do. Like it's simple to just go outside and take a walk, be at peace with nature. Just you know, just be free. Maybe turn on some music. It just depend on how I'm feeling. Sometimes I don't even want to listen, and I just want to walk. And then sometimes I may be walking, talk to myself, talk to God, but yeah. it's just like, it's just get, giving yourself that time and that space to just be, you know, at peace and not have so much going on. Yes. You know? And I, to be at peace because you have so much going on. And yeah. when you're in transition between who you are, coach, model, actor, Man. 
pro previous pro basketball yeah. player one in that year there's a tension in that transition mm-hmm. and kind of to something that i sent you and you said mind bully to you yeah when you think of that you think of self-war veteran yeah when you're in one of those wars that mental battle them dark days what is going on in your head and how do you get out of that <sighs> bro just try to remain as positive as possible. Like try. Like walk me through a day where it was tough mentally. I mean, to switch from basketball to modeling, you got to change your body. Like Mm -hmm. you got to slim down to fit this thing and you got to coach and walk me through a dark day that you had. What did it feel like? Um, Cause also what come with that is also like losing sleep. So, you know, you, some, you know, when you haven't slept much, you know, um, is it sometimes it's, it's harder, you know, you want to lay in a bed, but like me, I'm so active. I'm like, nah, I got to get up. I got to do something, <laughs> but it's like, I don't have to do none of that. Like it's a free day. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's like, yeah. Go take a walk, like chill, yeah, calm down. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just really like, bro, when I go out into nature, bro, it, it's a release. Cause it's like, and sometimes it'd be hard because it's like, when I'm out, it's like, okay, well I got to get back home. I need to go do this. I need to go do that. But it's like, no, you really need to take that time out and just relax. So like whenever I do have that free time, I'm able to instill positive thoughts and really throw those negative thoughts out the window. And then um, also, like I said, connect with God. You know, you connect with God, you hand your problems over to God and they take care of. So that's a release. Mm. So just releasing and just really just in being present. Yeah. Honestly, because if you're not present, then it's like your mind could be all over the place. But if you're present in this moment right now, then okay, like I'm cool. I'm not worried about none of that. Bro, I- when I listen to you, it's it's obviously somebody grounded. You've been through a lot, a lot of transition. And it's like when you're going through those dark days, those times, those mental battles where that negative voice, that mind belief mm-hmm. calling you uh, different names, telling you different things, telling you that you can't do this. You can't make that switch. Mm-hmm. What the hell do you look like coaching these kids? Like right. you didn't get to where you want to go. What do I look like being a model now, picking it up after I put it down? Like right. you're, you, that mind belief telling you different things for you to stay grounded and to give it up to something greater. I think that's the key. And that's the movement to even a legacy play that you could teach other kids mm-hmm. with your destiny greatness to know, like stay where you are, be yeah. where your feet are. And there's always a, a better tomorrow when you cast it on something greater. I think that's, that's beautiful. And even to that legacy play, I would be remiss. And obviously one of the, probably your best day ever having a kid. Yeah. <laughs> How has that shaped you? Man, man, it's been such a blessing, bro. And like I said, um, before we even got on, like, bro, he, he's been teaching me more than I've been teaching him. Um, it's been like, cause like he understands, but it's like, it's still certain stuff that I want to teach him that he just can't yet understand. Mm. So it's like, it's just, uh, it's, it's being patient, bro. I got to be patient, enjoy my time with him now because, you know, time passes by fast. You know, so it was like, bro, I'll just be enjoying my time with him now. And just when I'm present with him, bro, he made me laugh. He made me smile. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, it's just great to see him grow because he, he's so smart. He, you know, he didn't, he didn't, like his transformation from when he came out to now, just in a matter of five How months. How old is it? Five months. Five months. Yeah, wow. Five months this month, bro. That's so, love, bro. That bro, is it's, love. It's been, it's been so much love, bro. And just to know that, you know, now, like it was different for me having younger brothers and them watching me and like following in my footsteps. But now it's like, I got a son. Mm-hmm. It's like, I really got to change the narrative now. Like it's, it's like 
times a thousand. Yeah. Like, so, bro, I'm just, he motivated me, bro, every day and just to keep going, like, regardless, because at the end of the day, I can't stop. He watching me. So I got to keep going. Right. So I'm just, bro, I'm just tapped in. Tapped in. I, bro, I love it. I think that... I think that changes you and it shapes you even to the yeah. better to know even on those darker days to that point that when you look at him, he's just like, bro. And that's, and that's a fact. Cause one day, like it was a, it was probably a month or two after he was born, bro. I forgot what happened, but it was just bad. Like I was like pissed, bro. I was pissed. And then I picked him up and. All my anger, all that went out the window. Damn. <laughs> I need one. Went out the window. Yeah, that's, bro. That's so window, love. Bro. Yes. Ah, I, I think that's, that's beautiful even, even to have that. And it's obviously a blessing, um, to be a father. I think, you know, what you're able to give off to your son is one, again, a person that's so grounded and a person that can instill everything that you are to that point and, and, and to pour into him is huge. Like having you have a, a two parent household, be in his life and, and mm-hmm. be this person for so many people is huge. Like when I think of on the verge, the picture that I think of is Mr. Steven Spurlock and everything that even this podcast is for is, is really to represent the climb, mm-hmm. you know, in the climb of life where we're trying to go, the journey right. is to document the journey, the mindset, the mental battle as you're climbing to document everything that you are and what you're going through, how you feel, where you were, where you are now on the verge. I think they're just like a marriage together because it's one, I see yourself as the running man running up the climb, running up the mountain. And mind beliefs, like the mindset as you run up, I I think it's huge to have you on this podcast and have you on this platform because bro, you're everything that I stand for. And and you're everything that, you know, I even look up to and admire in a person and, and a peer because it's seldom that you have people in your life that are tapped in and not just, oh, I'm grinding, but like right. mentally, spiritually, wellness, like they care. They're so detail oriented in every single thing that they're doing. They're right. on the verge, yeah. literally on the verge to where they want to go. And they're even when they reach that, they think, oh, I don't got time to be chilling. Like, yeah, I got exactly. a kid. I got exactly. a little kid. Like, Thanks, <laughs> I got bro. destined for greatness. I got on the, I, yeah. I got stuff I'm doing. I don't got time to chill. Like, so I connect with that so much. And this is long overdue. I think definitely the next thing I would ask you to overcome in your mind, believe that negative voice in your head, that inner critic in those dark days, those dark times. How do you overcome that mind bully? And what are the practical steps that you do to fend it off each mm-hmm. and every day? Really, bro, just finding a, a place where I can be at peace. Um, and just really anytime I feel down or I feel a negative thought or anything trying to overcome me, uh, like I try to, the best, I do my best to negate my thoughts, be more positive and, uh, have forward thinking as well. Cause it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm here now. But what about going forward? Like, like during my day, it ain't even like a week or, or what down the line, a month down the line. It's like today. Okay. I can sit and mope and be, have all these negative thoughts, but this isn't going to help me have a good day. Mm. So what's going to help me have a good day is changing my thoughts, finding peace, being balanced, you know, find alignment so I can be productive during this day. Cause you know, your mind bully, it allows you to not be productive at times. Cause you just soaking, you're sinking your thoughts and, you just stagnant. But if you get out of that and you think, okay, how can I be productive? Then it's like all that goes away. Right. So you just 
keep making progress forward, keep making progress forward and just be as positive as possible. Stay optimistic. Like that's what I do. I love it. I love it, bro. Yeah. Steven Spurlock Jr. Thank you so much for being Appreciate on the podcast. You. Honestly, long overdue, yeah, long awaited. I'm so thankful. Definitely. And this awkward setup, first time <laughs> I've ever been on camera. This is the first, I haven't even looked at the camera the whole time. So you know what? I, I'm a rookie. I don't think I have either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So no, we're just trying it out. We're both yeah. on the verge, on the climb. Okay, and again, it. thank you so much but for be, being on the pod. I appreciate this opportunity, bro, for real, bro. Like, I ain't even gonna lie. I know you said he was nervous before, but I was kind of nervous too. Like the the time leading up to this, because when you hit me up about it, it was like a, uh, a couple of weeks ago, leading up to it, bro. Like day by day, sometimes I would just be like thinking like, dang, how would it go? How would it go? <laughs> and I can't, you can't really put, you know, you don't really know how it's going to go, but yeah. bro, it's, it's, it's been a great experience and I appreciate you. I appreciate what you're doing, bro. And you touching a lot of people. So Thank stay you. on the verge, bro. Keep doing your thing. Yes, the birds. I like that. It's, Stay it, on the birds. It's definitely inspiring, bro. But before you. we get off, bro, I want to give you a gift. Oh, um, I ain't never had this. Your, your birthday tomorrow, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so this is a birthday gift. Appreciate it. That's love. Hold on. on the, I ain't never got a gift. Hold on. Birthday, That's brother. hard, bro. Hold on. I need I, I need. You, you can uh, hook that thing at the top. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. So I had to give you a, I haven't Ooh. dropped it. I haven't dropped this shirt Ooh. yet. This whole say the world drop. is mine. You think it ain't? It's about to drop. I haven't dropped that shirt yet. So that's the shirt from my collection. The world These is other yours. other three shirts, them yours, bro. That's for you and your brand. Oh, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, King? Who's for you he got me mom bully shirts, bro. That's hard. I got you two T's and a crew name, hey, bro. Hey, 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 that's love. And by the way, I made them myself. So if you want some merch, bro, I got you, bro. That's love. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, appreciate it, bro. For appreciate sure, it, bro. Sure, bro. That's love. Thank sure. you. Thank you. For sure, bro. Damn. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Mind Believe Podcast. If you like what you heard, if you like anything that you got out of this content, please leave a rate and review. It means the world to us. Peace and love. Hey, Genix, you going off.